0: Welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. Today, we're featuring the Newsday Tuesday podcast, delivering the latest in esports, NFT, and crypto news. My name is Ryan Hebert, alongside Jacob Schrader. Let's get started. Starting off today, we are starting with an article from the beginning of November. The European European Union Parliament has decided that esports qualifies as a legitimate sector that requires... Government funding. This is why I love Europe, because the EU, which doesn't include the in the UK, funny enough, uh, the EU recognizes that the esports industry is an industry that is worth supporting, and is worth putting money towards for the future of esports and video games as a whole. This is pretty big, you know, uh, for for any sector to be recognized by a larger body of governments in Europe to then support financially through government compensation is pretty big. It's like it's like going to Europe and having anything you do in theater be supported by the government because a long time ago they decided the same thing about theater and the arts. It's worth supporting. It's worth putting money towards. Now they're doing it for esports and video games, and I couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah, it looks like the vote was was pretty pretty close to unanimously in favor, five hundred and sixty to thirty four. Um, I'm seeing this image. I'm going to guess that's that actually looks like the UN, but that would be a crazy esports center. Um, this is a little off topic, but I I have been to a few IMAX theaters, and I always thought that would be the coolest place to watch an esports event. Oh yeah, uh, the way I was thinking of it because the, you know IMAX is a dome. And what they could do is have, you know, the two fan sections on opposing sides and show basically two different feeds, one focused on team A, the other focused on team B, and would allow the fans to kind of cheer in in competing manners. Uh, Weird thought, doesn't relate to this article, but
0: uh, you agree? I, you know, I'm trying to picture in my head how that would look in an IMAX (laughs) theater and Man, it it sounds like it'd be a crazy experience to, to be able to sit down and and uh, see an esports event like that. But you know, it it's definitely something to to have a possibility for. You know, what stuff that in the back pocket, Jacob, because we could use that for the future. Who knows? Yeah. Who? Anyways, knows? this are you
1: know, its article is interesting. It looks like um, it's a vote of confidence for esports, and that's what esports needs.
0: Big time, big time. Not like not like uh, it wasn't obvious, but. Esports in the past fifteen years, I I used to say ten. I'm saying fifteen years now. Past fifteen years, it's been growing. It's been growing. It's not stopping. It's gonna keep going, and um, yeah. Period. It's it's just growing, and it, it's it's great. It's great. Speaking of uh of esports growing, for those of you who didn't take advantage, let's talk about some of the deals from this past Black Friday Cyber Monday. Uh, because, you know, it is getting more and more affordable, especially in a recession, to be a part of esports. So uh, right now, Modern Warfare 2 is the latest title to come out of the COD franchise. This game is, uh, you know, something that you could pick up uh, with some good deals for the holiday. You know, a lot of the deals in this article kind of like link Amazon as like the big company to, to go and buy from that sort of stuff. While I agree that it's easy to buy from a larger company like this, and may not always go towards the best causes. At the end of the day, this was a slightly cheaper way to pick up the new Modern Warfare 2 title. Good for them. Uh, there was the Valve Complete Pack on Steam. Steam. Steam always has good deals going on. Steam is the, the leading PC platform for gaming. And they had a 96% discount on... Uh, <laughs> Every single title released by Valve for just five dollars and thirty three pounds. Um, that's that's crazy. You know CS:GO and Dota might be free, but all the add-ons and extra content add up. All the CS:GO extra content in this bundle was under a dollar.
1: So you it get- says, you know, use your your val your your Steam gift cards to buy Valorant skins. Can you play Valorant on Steam?
0: Uh that's a. Good. Quite, where are you seeing that? It, it's uh,
1: right under Steam, uh, right under. Uh, oh boy, I saw it for a second.
0: Oh yeah, they were offering Valorant gift cards for twenty dollars. Oh value Valorant for gift 16. cards. I must. I misread. I misread. So there was a, there was a slight discount for in-game currency, which, in complete honesty. You were buying in-game currency with a little bit of added in-game bonus. That's 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 what this was. Yeah, you know it well, already exists. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like it's what every game does. So you know it's it was just like a buy in-game cash for this much money, but but get this much as if you were paying twenty dollars. You know that that's that's what it that's the gimmick, right? Period. Period. Yeah. Three months wow. of Game Pass Ultimate for Xbox Game Pass is honestly broken, dude. I don't know if you've ever played Game Pass or have it yourself. This this thing is like is actually crazy as to how much is under it. If you are a variety gamer that likes to hop from title to title, try out different games, that sort of stuff without having to go out and buy the individual game or or only play free to play games, man, Game Pass is for you. And I'm waiting to see when Activision finally gets added to this game pass it's been rumored for a long time Activision was bought out by Microsoft like we are just waiting at the seams here for Activision to finally get added because that means some of these cod games that have been remastered and redone oh I cannot wait to play a remastered original cod black ops on Xbox game pass for you know yeah. uh a small amount per month
1: The thing about that deal is it's still pending regulatory approval. There was actually an article about it in the New York Times pretty much like I think the day before Thanksgiving. But they need regulatory approval from 16 different jurisdictions. So they've gotten it from Saudi Arabia. They've gotten it from Brazil. They've gotten it from one other European country. But now Sony is really pushing hard against this because they have a point and they have a point that says – you know microsoft can basically shut us out and call of duty is such a powerful ip mm-hmm. that you know this makes microsoft a monopoly monopoly and that's not okay and i think actually microsoft is suing sony for overstating the value of the call of duty franchise oh. i think activision's argument is that or microsoft's argument is that Call of Duty does not account for very much of Activision's total revenue, right? A lot of that actually comes from Candy Crush. I think the last time I checked, more than 50% of Activision's revenue comes from King, and King makes Candy Crush. They probably make another game or two. Um, but it's interesting. This this deal is more, uh, you know, it's not just bought and, and, and shipped. The, you know, the, there's a lot of, people who need to say yes and there's a lot of anti you know there's a lot of backlash from other game publishers mainly mainly Sony and and consoles so it's interesting I think it'll go through because if it doesn't go through it spells big problems in the future for other acquisitions but still it's uh Microsoft's got a lot of work on their hands to get this deal closed
0: for sure and you know every major co- no no major company between you know these different consoles wants to be left out of of any title or any game but capitalism man <laughs> it's just how the world works i guess you're just trying to uh, you're just trying to keep an eye on a monopoly from being formed right you know having a centralized xbox game pass is great until there are no other Game Pass options, then all of a sudden there's only one, and all the games are under that uh, that umbrella, and it forces you to have to go with that, no matter what they decide to price it at. So, I get it, I I see it, but at the same time, it's also just like, well, you know this this is where the markets typically tend to trend to, which is bigger companies buying up these other. Big companies because they are just a tad bit smaller than the bigger ones above them. Period. That's all I got to say. Okay, this next article talks about Web3 gaming projects and what they mean for the space. This article from Esports.net talks about basically the basics of like doing your own research when it comes to Web3 in general. And so this this has to do with uh, making sure that the team behind the project is vetted, uh, has been is is public, making sure that the project is like legit. Um, and not just, you know, going by a flashy roadmap and saying, oh, yeah, you know, this this is what they're promising, but are they going to deliver on their promises? This is an article that should, have I guess, should just be well known to people at this point. And if not, you're just uneducated, which is what the article says. It's like, oh, you're uneducated. So let us educate you. And that's what they do. Um, I think the, the biggest scam or the biggest
1: risk, and then they say this is not docs teams. Right, you want to see a team where they have LinkedIn profiles. That that is the biggest thing I look for in any crypto project. If it's not there, you know I'm I'm not even looking at it seriously.
0: Exactly, a doxed team, something that's clear, concise, that sort of stuff. You don't want anything murky, anything mucky. That that's where it starts to get troublesome and obviously web3 gaming projects in general right it's uh it's a tough concept unless they have shown a proven stride in the advancement of something being on the blockchain we've talked about this for a long time now uh it's pretty tough to get an fps shooter to just you know sit on the blockchain because what does every bullet you fire register in the blockchain like that's a lot of transactions, you know, a lot of receipts, let me put, that's a better word, <laughs> a lot of receipts being put onto the blockchain for every bullet you fire in this FPS, um, you know, but who, who knows, who knows, right? It's, it's purely theoretical onto what would actually get recorded down, um, but just, you know, kind of putting the ideas out there. At the end of the day, do your own research, don't get scammed, be safe, and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I, I think we are seeing a little bit of legitimacy come into this space through a company called Fractal. And Fractal is kind of like Steam for blockchain games, but it provides some level of security and, and, and vetting out the games before they get added to this platform. Right. So, if you're looking at blockchain games that you want to play, you know, obviously there's the big ones that, that people know about and have a lot of followers on social media. But if you find aggregators, right, like Fractal, like Immutable, that's a good place to start and you don't have to worry about getting scammed.
0: True. Very, very true. Yeah. It's a good spot. Good spot to start. Speaking of a spot to start. League of legends, my friends. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Uh so there is the newest patch, 12.23, that's gonna be hitting the uh hitting the old league shelves here. Last patch was the biggest one they've had in a while. Uh preseason twenty twenty three, getting players ready for a new competitive season that's this upcoming year. They are not done when it comes to balancing things out. In fact, uh, one of the head developers for the game tweeted out a bunch of the early information on what exactly they are going to be adjusting. They found that tanks in the top lane, and I agree, are just a little too weak, so they're buffing a lot of the top lane tanks, nerfing a lot of the characters that really have appreciated this this new meta and format. And they are doing some sweeping jungle adjustments because they are not done making it easier for players to try to play the, in, in that jungle role. For the longest time that I've played League, I've always found that anyone who you know gets auto-filled into jungle out of the five roles available is like, well, I don't know how to play this, so I guess my team just loses. And it's a lot, you know, and most of the time, they don't know how to play it. They don't know how to farm. The, the key word is they don't know where to path. In the jungle in League of Legends, there are different you know uh, spawn camps to go to, and it's not clear initially where to go. In the in 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 the new you know jungle adjustments patch, and the uh, the patch before this, they make suggestions for you. Whether or not they're good, good. is another question. But for newbies, it's oh, an yeah, excellent I mean idea. I mean, I needed too. Like, I'm no pro when it comes to jungle, so. Tell me where, you know, recommend where I should go. And apparently they're they're using this recommendation type software and AI based on higher level games of like where other champion where you know where the padding has gone for that specific champion from other people who have played. So that's they're not just making think... a random path. They are getting their data from the game.
1: Yeah. That that's and I think they're doing something similar to this in TFT. And it's not suggestion based. And I guess first I'll say I need this so bad because you know, the few times I've played League of Legends, it's been clear that, you know, even though I'm playing in, in one of the lanes, it's clear that I don't know when to hop into the jungle to, to to kill those chickens and get some gold so that, you know, I can keep pace with the rest of the lobby. And I, I mean, this is actually so helpful because League of Legends is a hard game to get into because you have no idea what you're doing until you've played like 50 games. Um, and if they can speed up the barrier to entry, that is huge. Um, I think they're doing some AI in TFT as well. So in TFT, they have an an augment that's called special gloves or, or something with, with thieves gloves and thieves gloves give you two random items,
0: Uh but
1: here they basically tell you that thieves gloves give you optimal items for that character. And I bet they're basically saying, okay, at high ELO lobbies, what items are being built on these specific characters? You know, they could kind of just go in and say, okay, you know, Kale, she's going to get a Rage Blade and she's going to get a, an AP augment or AP item. But, you know, w- what's maybe a little more useful is saying, okay, what exact items and maybe even item combos are people building together. Right. If you build in a, a rage blade, what is the second item you build? Is it a, a hand of justice or is it a death cap? Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, AI, AI has a lot of uses in games and games are great for AI because it is literally the easiest way to train a model is through the fact that you have billions of games being played every day and you can just, you know, take your your, your data and, and train so easily.
0: Mm hmm. It sounds good. Sounds nice. I mean, I, I, it would help me if I played TFT today because I wouldn't know what, what I was doing. You know, so it'd help out big time. Big time. So, yeah, this newest patch for Riot, it's big. Lots going on in the game. Uh, but more to come. More to come. This is just an adjustment before preseason becomes the real season in 2023. Up next, Brawl Stars has a World's Finals viewership record. One of the most watched eSports events ever. With the, you know, having some of the highest count for uh, concurrent viewership. This event was hosted in uh, Disney, which I was more surprised about. Disney Um, Paris. Disney Paris, yeah. This is pretty crazy. Um, First of all, I... I think I've heard of this I've heard of this game once. Other than that, I'm not familiar with Brawl Stars. But uh the you know, the most popular language platform from this year's event was English, recording a peak figure of 300,000 plus, followed by Spanish, Portuguese and French. Um, you know, this uh, people traveled to the Disney Esports Arena. There's a $1 million prize pool, $400,000 Going to the victors, um, in terms of average viewers, the Brazilian team had 335,000. Zeta Division I was the most viewed team in terms of hours watched. 913,000 plus hours of people watching watching this. Um, This year's edition of the game garnered almost 2.9 million hours watched. With an average viewership of more than two hundred thousand, uh, that's that's a lot of viewership. That's a lot of people sitting down to watch the game. And yeah. I've yeah, I've said this before, and I'll say it again too. Live streams are cool, but once that live stream gets recorded, VODs are cooler. Everyone loves a good VOD. Period.
1: Yeah, what sticks out to me about this is that Supercell just basically pumps out successful games. Yes. I mean, looking at the branding of this game, it is just so clearly a game that falls into the Clash of Clans and Clash Royale Empire, mm-hmm. um, and those two games are, are so popular. I mean, uh, Clash of Clans I didn't play so much, but Clash Royale is a crazy fun game, and I'm going to bet that you know this game is fun as well. I don't even know what type of game it is. Uh, it sounds like it's uh, arcade fighting, but I don't think it necessarily is. I bet it's pretty complex. Um yeah. Supercell. I mean, it, it it's crazy what they're doing on the on the mobile game side. It's like all the successful games.
0: Um, it's 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 good to see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm happy to see it too. I thought it was noteworthy. Cool to see. But uh okay. We've had some esports fun. Let's get into some NFT updates, some good stuff, some bad stuff. It is what it is. Is what it is. First off, Gary V. We all love Gary V. Inspirational speaker, motivational content creator. Uh, but you know his uh, sports entertainment NFT startup that garnered a, uh, an initial funding round of three point one million has laid off about a third of their staff, uh, which is not surprising. Most larger companies right now have been have been doing some massive layoffs and so this this big community nft driven company around sports nfts uh they laid off a bunch of people bunch of people and uh you know uh Gary Vee is when you when he, when you talk about somebody who can predict the market Gary V is usually one of those people that does it pretty well and um i mean there there is a good reason why they probably have to get rid of a, a third of their staff their company was booming in 2021 In 2022, I think it was a hard year for a lot of companies that wanted to, you know, do this like NFT sort of stuff. So it was tough for them. And uh, yeah, period. I mean, there's not much else to say that, you know, their company may be called Candy Digital, but this was not a sweet moment for for them in their time.
1: Yeah, I I, I
0: think this is a company that's
1: basically taking over all of Gary Vee's NFT operations. It looks like they launched with the official Major League Baseball license, which is sick. Yep. They've done a partnership with WWE and NASCAR. Um, wow, They're cool stuff! But I mean, this FTX crash—we talked about it last week. I mean, it's it's spelling bad things for for crypto. I don't know how long is it until uh, crypto recovers. I know SBF did an interview, and the only thing I saw from the interview was him talking to, that he donated to both Republican and Democrat co- campaigns. That's all I really got from it. I don't think that's, that's certainly not the information I was looking to hear from him. Uh, no,
0: no, but it's all that matters when it comes to an election that just occurred. And then there's a new presidential election in in two years, right? So that's what people are focused on, partisan politics within crypto. And mo- anything money focused is is all about politics. That's all they care about. So, you know, uh, he was one of the largest donors to, you know, Democratic super PACs. But, you know, it is what it is. There's, there's not much you can say. I'm sure he, he donated to both. I'm sure there's money going everywhere. It's just how it works. Anyways, uh, going on from that, this is a really cool platform. Uh, play casual games, win NFTs. This platform called Burn Ghost raises about $3.1 million to make NFTs accessible by allowing people to play super casual games and have NFTs be the rewards. I don't know where the monetization is in this, if you know people are just playing casual games, but by all means, dump your money into something and see what happens, see if it goes popular, maybe they get their money through advertising, I don't know
1: yeah i was gonna
0: say advertising but uh you know it's a casual gaming website right and uh i mean think i think about it like this like think about how you know how accessible web3 has been for kids and and younger teens to get into if all these kids got to do is play some casual games on a computer right then boom all of a sudden they've got nfts and some wallet somewhere from because they just they were already playing some games and the platform decided to just, you know, gamify the experience by adding NFTs as a reward.
1: Yeah, you know, I wonder if this is like a similar gaming platform to Miniclip and Addicting Games. Yeah,
0: I was going to say it kind of reminds me of of those platforms and like how cool would it have been to be able to win, you know, NFTs from those platforms? I got to say it. it sounds pretty cool
1: yeah so it says they're partnering with some nft creators that's probably a revenue stream but yeah ads it'll be a lot of ads right they're basically they're trying to get a big user base for casual games and then have some rewards that they can also kind of make money through right they can promote Mm -hmm. the nft projects through this platform so it's interesting it's gotten some good investments bitcraft ventures and then DraftKings. yeah um those are some big names in the uh in the space so
0: We'll have to see where it goes if if the casual games will will reign supreme and, and a lot of times they do. Casual gamers uh, are outnumber competitive gamers by quite a bit because not everyone in society can afford to go be a competitive gamer. You know, people have to do other things in life, but there are a small percentage of people who game competitively and and um you know this this could be the platform to to represent those casual gamers even more so we'll see we'll see up next this is something that we've talked about time and time again luxury brands getting in on the nft scene so prada drops uh a another time capsule nft collection for the festive season so this is not their first time capsule nft drop and Really, what it does is it it's a uh, a way for you to be allowed to get to specific NFT events that Prada is hosting, and so basically you're buying your way into a club. That's what you're doing. You're also buying your well way into like getting like some physical merchandise as well, uh, getting this time capsule right. That's like the biggest thing about it, but. It's basically some type of like exclusive membership that Prada is offering people in the Web3 space. And there are people that really like this idea of using NFTs as more than just a piece of art, but as a ticket of some sort or as a as a membership, right? You know, Bored Ape Yaw Club for the longest time. Yeah, it was the art that was cool, but also you were buying your way into an exclusive club of individuals that also have a Bored Ape. And so for this, it's like, well... I'm gonna be a part of Prada's exclusive club for time uh, time capsule NFTs, and to be a part of their NFT community that gets invited to events and stuff. Okay, cool. Then that's for you. That that's that's what you want to do. But yeah, I think, I think it's good. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Happy to see it. It's good. This uh, this next one, I love this unsellable NFTs app. So. The recession has been so bad that some people are trying to sell sell their NFTs that really aren't worth anything anymore as a tax write-off. And apparently, there is a platform that has been started so that you can help sell those unsellable NFTs even more to be able to, you know, really get the tax write-off, which is hilarious. You know, there that is... is funny. There is there's a way for anyone to do anything in this world and this is a really great example of that. And you know it, it honestly could be a great service to help people out my question is where are all of these unsellable nfts going to where do they congregate because do they get sold back to other people do they just get put into storage cuz man you got to wonder what type of congregative wallet has got to be sitting at the end of this at the end of this river of unsellable nfts right like can you imagine the collection that, th- that this wallet may have um with all these people just selling off stuff for a tax write-off man it's got to be good it's got to be something good
1: yeah so they're they're buying them for like one cent each and people are basically you know they're basically saying hey if you have any capital gains on crypto this year you can negate those capital gains and not pay taxes on them by you know accumulating capital losses right so if someone sold you know at the very start of this year sold something for capital gains they can negate those and, and not pay taxes on it it's a it's a really interesting idea because there are a lot of nfts that are just worthless and holding them is not doing you any good when you can essentially save money by selling them for 1 cent mm-hmm. and and you know if you bought it for $1000 you know have $1000 that can be negated From your capital gains and and save you tax right off.
0: Gosh, you got to love loopholes because that's what this sounds like. There is a loophole here to take advantage of for the time being. You bet this is going to get looked at in the future. I'm almost willing to bet. If the government is losing out on money, they're going to find a way to get it. They always Mm -hmm. do. And so, yeah, that's that's what's going to happen here. Just watch this not be a thing for a long time because... I think it's way too good to be true. From what you just explained, Jacob, that's that's too sweet, too good, too good to be a thing. Okay, this is pretty cool. Last article. University offers free courses in the metaverse, but you must have an NFT to attend. Now, it's not just any university offering this. It's some university off in Cyprus, but even more so... The Binance CEO, Chen Ping Zhao, and the officials of the University of Nicosia are offering free courses if you have the NFT. On top of the fact that Binance is an official contributor to university tuition for this university as well. This is a big step. Obviously, very very much supported by Binance as well. They love to see it. Listen... Secondary education is it, it's a money maker. Period. These university and colleges they exist to make money off of people wanting degrees. That is what they do. Especially private institutions. They are literally money making machines charging you know tens of thousands of dollars for students per year to make millions upon millions of dollars per year off of said students giving students back a fraction of what they're actually paying for. This university just wants you to have an NFT, and then you can get some free courses in a metaverse. Not bad. Could no, be a way cool. of the future. Sounds like I don't have to travel to Cyprus, which a little bit of a letdown. Okay, maybe hopefully <laughs> the graduation is not in the metaverse. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, I think this is a really cool offering. Would love to see this done more. Uh, The only thing that I think holds it back is that, you know, when I was going to college and professors had to have some online portion of their class available, they were like, this is the, this is the unholy end of of education. They, they were like, why do I have to spend my time putting stuff online when students just have to come to class? And it's like, well, accessibility. And they're like, ah, F accessibility. You know, so many professors are, are still in the way of old and even the new ones are are still like, you know, they'll have they'll have online resources available, but man, their their hand has been forced to to be able to provide online resources. It's a great thing for the students, but it's a lot of work for the professor to have to put up up front for them to do. Besides just getting a curriculum together and you know putting a a whole class together, that in itself is is the job. But then having to add on to the fact that they need to then add on online resources on top of what they're doing already it's tough but like i'm glad universities at least some of them force their professors to uh to have to do this because otherwise you know you get sick and you you know if you're not there in class and if you don't have any friends if you're a loser and you don't have any friends in class with you you are you are screwed my friend unless you try emailing the professor later that day and by goodness, you better hope that they're on their email that afternoon or that evening to get you what you need uh from, from that class you missed. But no fear here in the metaverse, okay? Uh you just gotta have the NFT, period. Man, that yeah. brought me back to the university days, bro. I, I in fact, <laughs> I actually had a I had a bad dream last night that I was like I was like doing bad in some classes. And I woke up and I go, I'm not enrolled in any college. I'm not doing bad in any (laughs) classes. I'm getting, I'm getting, I got a real job. I've got, I've got a side gig job. I go, I'm not failing any shit right now. Fuck that shit, man. Like get out of here. Education. Like I love, look, education's great. Love it. Do I want to go back for a master's degree? Absolutely. But man, I woke up today from like this bad dream of like not doing so well in some classes and having to go back and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm happy to not be reliving that right this moment. I'm happy about that. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. We're fine.
1: Absolutely. It looks like the the university made their own metaverse for this, which is interesting. And I think the metaverse gives probably more interactivity than Zoom may. Oh,
0: my goodness. It's kind of a
1: diverse ecosystem. You can show things through the metaverse. You can have easier collaboration. Ricky will can split up into groups. And then present their ideas. It's cool. I, I like this a lot. And and Binance is even offering scholarships for this. Uh this could be something in the future, right? Could there be Metaverse University where it's all in a metaverse and it's it's all online school? I think there could be, and it could be backed by Binance.
0: So I just it's, hope it's... that if it's a thing, you you pay for what you're you're actually getting. You're not paying for the metaverse itself. You're paying for the people that are putting up their time to give give an actual curriculum of 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 value. Because I, I fear that it would be too easy to to overcharge for a metaverse education. And then how do you accredit said metaverse education as as to not being something that you just constantly Google? But the thing is is like I think the argument for that would be but everyone has a smart device and anyone should have access to be able to look up information anytime what is the 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 plus versus the con to not having an individual memorizing certain bits of information what parts of society can get away with having the the accessibility to technology for information versus those that can't right doctors lawyers maybe medical personnel these are the people that i would expect to uh to have some stuff memorized up here right but for some of the other stuff going on I wouldn't expect full 100% memorization on uh, you know let's say someone gets out of college and goes to work retail right if they have a question on on how a machine works if it breaks down I would be happy to be able to access the internet and, and look up a how to video right if I was working at McDonald's and the ice cream machine goes down okay there better be a goddamn video to show me how to get it working <laughs> again or else people are going to be angry in that drive through but you know, I, this varies on level of, of place to place and job to job. And I don't know. I, I think there's definitely an argument to be made to say there are people who cheat. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, that isn't necessarily I don't, cheating in, in the metaverse. It's people are taking the time to look up the information that they need to, to answer a question for something. I think maybe you just have to to ask more complex questions than than just basic shit, which is harder said than done, okay? But uh, at the end of the day, you got to do something. You got to do something besides yes and no and uh, easy questions that someone made a Quizlet for, uh, Mm -hmm. for for a test that's been out for 20 years, that the same people go back to every single semester to answer the same questions because they know the professor does not change up the test, period. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. Lots of experience in the uh, the university world. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Okay, friends, thank you so much for watching this episode of the Esports Forever Podcast Newsday, Tuesday. Uh, if you were listening in on our podcast platform, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and more, uh, be sure to follow us, like, comment share it out to your family, friends, relatives this uh, this upcoming christmas season. Give them the gift of the esports forever podcast by dropping them a link to our to our latest episode, okay? For those of you on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, like, comment down below under this video. And uh, for those of you watching on Twitch as well, thank you so much for watching us live. Thank you so much for listening in today. We'll be back later this week for our Pokemon Day segment with Warren Arnold and our League of Legends segment also with Warren Arnold. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, my friends, we're out.